Welcome back to the Daughters of the Moon podcast. We're grateful that you can join us again for another week. We are. We're pretty excited about having you back. And we just put some stuff on Facebook saying that uh, you listeners are actually following us and things like that. So that was pretty exciting. Yeah, that was really exciting. So thank you for listening and following and liking and sharing and all the wonderful things. We like it. And we're <laughs> glad you're enjoying our content. And as always, if you have ideas for content, would be very open to hearing that so absolutely please, absolutely please let us know so today we are going to do our cards like we usually do mm-hmm. and then we are going to talk about superstitions so, yeah that should be fun so that should be a because it's topic. sort of a mixed bag for us isn't it kind of yeah sort of? i think so yeah i think so too so okay <laughs> so i usually start so can be so gracious to let me do that and the one i picked today was your eternal spirit And it's the higher self and sacred intuition. They're the energy and spirit oracle from Sandra and Taylor. Very pretty cards, by the way. Uh New deck. (laughs) Don't tell my husband. (laughs) No, you wouldn't share anything. Okay. So this meaning of this was the higher self, uh, sacred intuition. Upright, it says, people often define themselves according to the restrictions of their human bodies and mental and emotional patterns. They really focus on the unlimited power and value of their spirit. But if this is your approach, it's only limits, it only limits your happiness and your experiences of value in this world. The card heralds a time of great spiritual value. You are at the point where you are you can find finally awakened to all the full potential of everlasting power of your eternal spirit. I've been getting that a lot lately. Uh, this, this very real side of you um, precedes your present self, going all the way back to your divine consciousness, the source of your true identity. Meditate on the sacred intuition of your inner voice and the radiant wisdom that it brings. Let go of limitation and commune, and commune with your perfect sacred identity. The more you turn to the eternal spirit within, the more truth, beauty, and blessings will adorn your life. Reverse this card is calling on you to let go of your excessive uh, external focus and to shift to the in, in, to an inner inward view. In prioritizing material things, you risk masking your soul connection. Isn't it true? The soul really doesn't need to have the material side of us to continue on, right? So finally, this connect uh, this uh, disconnect limits your perception to your true value. You know, most people live their lives with a bruised self-esteem when they should be floating in the joy and the power of their own self-esteem. But you can change this restricted perception of your identity. Meditate on your beauty, strength, insight, and eternity of your loving spirit. When you see this side of your of others and yourself. And the universe, you will see it too. The affirmation with this one here is my eternal spirit guides me in everything I do. I am blessed with the unlimited value, power, and deserving of my soul. Wow. Very nice. Very nice, eh? Very nice. Interesting. The book doesn't show a picture at all. <clears throat> but the actual picture is a girl that's sitting in contemplation and meditation. Um, in a pose of arm. Um, she has the a purple around her, which tells her that she has her third eye open and her higher self looking for the uh, 
what she needs it's her sacred intuition so to speak then it has the prism on the top that tells you that she's opening up to this, the universe and bringing in the power from above and it's interesting because the way that the the it circles around 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 which tells me that the divine being is coming in and out of you. Like you're accepting and you're pushing it back and forth. You're accepting the things you need to be accepting about yourself and pushing the things away that you do not need anymore. And that to me, that's your eternal spirit saying to you about freaking time, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. you know, come on, get on this horse with me. I've been waiting for you to, to get on. She's dressed in white, which is, you know, a, a virginity of a pureness. And um, her black hair flowing in uh, the resin of what's going on there. It's really quite a unique um, painting. And it's really, really gentle. Very, very calming, I yeah. find. Yeah, it is very. Yeah. And I, I get along the same way, way as she's like sitting in a sort of a yoga pose with doing the mudra to bring on and open up into spirit. And and I, I kind of take the the circles that are around her almost kind of as her auric field because it's almost like her you can see the outline of her aura in behind and very it's nice like girl. very pinks mm -hmm. and and yellows and and white and so i think it's like she's really got a self-love for herself nice. and she's admitting that out into the world and into her own auric field you can you but, can see the other body in behind there yeah very good yes and then i think as as well it's almost kind of like when you're going through like a wormhole or something like that because she's zapping into the divine universe yeah. that she's really pulling those messages that she needs to have and the intuition into her that she's listening to. to them at the same time yeah, you can exactly. tell because when, when it runs like that in a circle like that i always find like even when you're doing your chakras and you're trying to get them to roll together sort of thing when you sign it can you get that nice rhythm happening with it it just feels good too right it just it, feels it does. good it feels and you really know good that it's doing something and so looking at that it's like she's got it radiating so much that um yeah she's got her own synergy happening to get her whole spirit yeah yeah i Bring like it her intuition definitely it's pretty yeah it's really nice beautiful cards thanks okay like <laughs> <laughs> the cards that i these cards are also some of my mirror deck they're called the light series tarot by chris ann the card that I chose is the Four of Pentacles. Uh, it says, you're building your life coin by coin, and you've reached a moment of stability. Getting here signifies an interval when you can rest, reevaluate, re and take stock. Likely, you're being reminded to double-check those foundations and to save some money for a rainy day. How do you feel about your finances? Continue your goal without over-focusing on your possessions and let go of any jealousy derived from another person's position in life. Negative feelings around abundance will breed energy blockages big enough to hold back even the most magical of trajectories. The tighter you try to hold on to, the, to things, the more you block yourself from stepping into the flow of wealth and happiness. If a scarcity mindset is haunting your actions, ask yourself if you are looking down on others based on how much money they have or don't have. Actively save and give in the world and focus on feeling excited and expansive. And the affirmation is, I live an abundant life and I have more than I need. Wow. Yeah. 
So I think that's pretty, pretty true, right? Like we, even when we're manifesting and we're putting out there and we often stop ourselves because I was just reading something today and it was like, it's just as easy to manifest a penny as it is to manifest a million dollars. You just have to have the belief behind it. That's true too. You know, that, so, that is very, very true. Yeah. And, and we often do, we come, especially if we're having a moment in our life, we come from that scarcity mindset and then we put that out there and then it's like, we, yes, we're saying the words, I want a million dollars and we're trying to do the visualizations, but when you bring those scarcity mindset back into your focus, the universe is like, what do you really want? Do you, do you really want that million dollars or do you just not want that and i think too where we go with that sometimes is okay like i've done it i know where you go okay well i guess i really don't need to ask for that much that's just being a little greedy where i think with manifesting spiritualism spiritualism isn't about being greedy because you're not asking the deterrent of somebody else's to get that you're only asking the universe to come upon you and say can you help me out here? Right. Absolutely. So it's okay if you ask that amount of money. You know, whether you got it or what amounts that you get, it's up to you whether or not you're grateful for what you receive. That, I think, is a, the. That's the other thing. Yeah. Is right. The gratitude towards yes. it. Right. So, yeah, the card is very, very good that way. Yeah. It's a good card. Yeah, it is a good card. So the card is basically, it's like a lady and she too is sitting there and she's holding her purse very tight to her chest and it almost looks like some chakras on it <laughs> um, that. so that's red and the green the yellow blue i think it's yeah. hard to tell um and she's kind of got her eyes closed and it's kind of like desolate behind her and there's a little town that doesn't look like it's a very affluent town because it looks like it's in the middle of the desert um, but she's sitting there and it's like she's contemplating about her money and the things that she has. And it's funny because she's even got the runes in her earrings. Yeah, cool. And and so all the messages are coming to her about this. But she has to realize that she can't hold so tight onto her money that she's not starting to. I, I really feel like a lot of the messages you hear is is like you have to give a little bit if you want to get back and so it's not always money that you have to give because sometimes there isn't the money to give not everybody has it but there's little things right there's the smiles there's the graciousness there's your time to donate to charities and things like that right. as, as as far as you know helping out charities with your time as opposed right. to money it's nice if you can like even if you've got five dollars that you can share to the food bank or or you know these santa's anonymous now that it's christmas time even when you are sort of in a destitute place if you can still do that that you're giving away which is probably not a lot and sometimes you can't sometimes you can only give your time so i'm not saying you need to give money but if you can it's even $2 goes further than you would know, because if everybody gave $2 in the world, like what better place would we have? Right. So True. I think sometimes when we hold on to, like we were talking that scarcity and not, and worrying too much about it, we're not really bringing in that abundance that we could have with it. True. And I, I, I go a little bit farther with that, that if you don't have the monetary means of, of helping to give back and you don't have, you know, things around you that allows you to give back like you would like to. I don't know about you, but 
when I'm out driving someplace or if I go downtown and I see the people on the streets downtown and I'm watching them and that, and I find myself in my mind going, well, please, dear God, help them out through this winter so they're not, you know, cold and starving. Because um, to me, that's just only taken a couple of seconds out of my life and in my mind to send them good feelings. Um, yeah. Now, I believe that that all radiates too. So it's just another way of giving back as well. But I know that when I see it, it hurts my heart to see them like that, to think that people have to live that way. And um, so, yeah, I, I take that just a little step farther. So I don't know if that is all part of being grateful, but I think so. I think so too. And I think we do what we can do, rather it's our time, rather it's our prayers, rather it's little gestures, you know, I have a scarf in my closet that I'm not using and I'm going to donate it to, you know, kids or homeless or what have you, right? Like there's just things that you can do and every little, and, and I, th I think that's the biggest thing is, is every little bit that you can do to help somebody else helps. It so does. if it's one pair of mittens for 99 cents, then that's what you can donate or give. That's great. If it's your time that you can get. And sometimes those things aren't right. Cause sometimes we're in a situation where we're parents of young kids and, 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 yeah. you know, rather you're a single parent or you're in a double income family or whatever. Sometimes that doesn't work out that you can do those things. You just, it doesn't, but you, you can do the prayers out to the people. You can do the things that you can do. And yeah. Yeah. That's the main thing that you're doing that. And I like this year, I'm going to carry an extra coat in the car with me, not only just because it's bloody cold here in, in Alberta, but honestly, if I see somebody that needs a coat, I'm going to definitely stop and give it to them. Mm -hmm. I think it, it, it's all about just how you feel and how gracious you are about giving. Yeah. And the other thing is, like you said, is, is to be grateful for what we have, because I think so often, sometimes we don't have very much. And I remember growing up not to share too much about my past but like we grew up we didn't have a lot of money no but i remember my friends sometimes were jealous of me and they'd be like well you know you don't have very much money i said yeah but like i have a roof over my head i have a mother that loves me immensely like i get to go to that school <laughs> i have i have clothes on my back i have food in my fridge that i can eat and healthy food right so yeah you know what no i don't have the hundred dollar designer jeans but you know what i have what i need and i'm grateful buy. for that right and and we did well like we didn't we had suffer. more than lots of kids right lots of Absolutely. people had, you know so i think when you can be grateful for what you are it brings in that um it brings in the energy that you can have more things that you can be grateful for that's right that's right Okay, I'm going to go on the card too that Kimmy picked. Because the skies are pretty blue and a few clouds in it, uh, tells me that it's calming. This card is calming. It's telling me that when she's looking back at the old hotel, oh, the old town behind her, um, but she's not looking at it with dismay. She's looking at it as if it's part of what she has to accept. And, and she's willing to do that. She does have her eyes partially closed, saying that, it's still okay to me that it, my life is this way. And I think because she's holding, like Kim said, the, the purse of chakras, how lovely is it that she would immerse herself in the feeling of getting everything she needs 
in one package that she carries with her, which shows that she is trying to reach out for all the things that are really important to her, right? And to make herself whole. And isn't um, like finding your own self, making yourself completely whole to what you're looking for. She's wearing red, which tells me balance and, and uh, that kind of thing too, which is phenomenal. And because she's wearing a turban on her hair as such, tells me that it doesn't matter what ethnic background or anything else you come from. It's about, and it doesn't matter if it's in an area where you look like you from, you're from or not. It's about accepting what you have in front of you at the time and walking with that to make it yours. Holding um, it in your heart kind of thing, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's really cool. And when you said the ruins, because we did ruins last weekend, yeah. um, uh, that's all very significant, particularly in those mountains, because that, to me, reminds me of either the desert or Colorado or someplace like that where you're really into that, um, the sands and that mm -hmm. kind of thing where it's really barren and dry. So it's a really, really pretty picture. Yeah, it's really yeah, nice. Kim, I'll show it to you. And, uh, so, yeah. yeah, I'll take some pictures. and Cool. Very cool. Thanks, and, Kim. And sure. Yeah. You're welcome. Happy to use my new decks. <laughs> me too. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I looked up the meaning of superstition through Wikipedia, like we all do. Um, so the, it said a superstition is a belief or practice resulting from ignorance, fear of the unknown, trust in magic or chance, or a false conception of causation or an irrational abject attitude of mind towards the supernatural nature or God resulting from superstition. Often it arises from ignorance, a misunderstanding of science or a casualty, a belief in fate or magic or fear of that which is unknown. It is commonly applied to beliefs and practices surrounding luck and prophecy and certain spiritual beings, particularly the belief that future events can be foretold by specific apparently unrelated prior events. The word superstition is often used to refer to a religion not practiced by the majority of a given society, regardless of whether the prevailing religion contains alleged superstitions. And the one thing that I found when I was kind of looking into it was a lot of the superstitions that are around actually manifested through some belief or some happening that happened. So um, <laughs> imagine that, uh, right? So I, I did, I did do a bunch of the different superstitions. So I thought maybe we could read those and kind of talk about those and, and kind of go for there, whether we believe in them or we don't believe in them or. True. Actually, was, uh, Kimmy was reading that and I was only partway paying attention because the other day what I read out on here was I wanted to say, when you say you're beautiful to a person, okay, like I tell my daughter that she's beautiful a lot, but when you tell that to a person, okay, the definition of how it means and what it does with that too is, is really quite interesting because um, I said that to a fellow, you know, you, you have a real beautiful, beautiful way about you sometimes. And he said, I can't be beautiful. I'm in a guy. And I <laughs> went, really? Okay. Well, let me look that up. So, it, and then when it says, it says this, a beautiful person is a very attractive to look at, but uh, hold on. Here it is here. Uh, what is it? Okay. 
A beautiful person is very attractive and pleasing to look at. But what makes a person beautiful? A person makes a person beautiful if they have confidence, kindness, happiness, dignity, and intelligence. All ranked at the top five out of 19 attributes that a person said where the opposite sex was involved. So isn't it interesting that you can actually call anyone beautiful um, and giving them all the positive attributes of what, exactly what you feel about them yeah. as a person. So kind of runs in with what we're talking with superstition too, because you, you have to feel the best about a person in order to not make it feel superstitious Yeah, or something that's not real, right? Yeah. Or could possibly not be real. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. Five months. Potentially. Yeah. I don't know if it's related, but it, the other day when I pulled it popped up, into thought, your brain, so you thought you'd share it. <laughs> That's fair. That's, That's fair. all. <laughs> okay, we'll take a little break here, and then we'll come back, and then we'll talk about some different kinds of superstitions and if we believe them, don't believe them. Maybe a little bit of background on some of them. Yeah, be fun. It'd be fun. And, it's and be then, fun. And then we'll see where we go. Okay, thanks. Thanks. We're back now. So we're going to start talking about the top 20 common superstitious beliefs. Not necessarily in the UK, but it's all a, over. The, the site I got it from said the UK, mm -hmm. but I think I think it's not just there. So anyways, the first one is walking under a ladder is bad luck. You know, like I've walked under lots of ladders when I've been out working and things like that. Yeah, once I broke my ankle. <laughs> but, but I mean, I don't think on the most part it's bad luck. What yes. do you think? No, uh, I, I don't tend to walk under ladders because I don't really feel that it's safe. But um, I, I I don't really know that it's bad luck. So I, I, I guess say. It, here it says when ladders are in use, they create a triangle shape. Cultures such as the ancient Egyptians found triangles to be sacred and walking under a ladder disrupts the perfect triangle shape. So okay. you're, you're kind of, to me, it just doesn't seem like a safe place to walk. So I, no. I myself probably, if I could help it, would not walk under a ladder. Okay. And I agree. Like if I could not work on, i walk under a ladder, I wouldn't. But if it prevails and I need to, it probably would. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The next one is opening an umbrella indoors is bad luck. Well, as we have had kids, how many times have your kids opened their umbrellas? Right. <laughs> you know, it's like, um, I don't think it's a good idea. Yeah. But, I don't, I don't, yeah, I would rather they didn't open. And I have heard that. And I think I have actually said that to my children. Don't open that. That's not good luck to open that in the house. I, think, I did. I think I have something on that one, though. I do. Uh, Yeah, and the walking on ladder says um, for fear of something landing on you. True, which so, makes sense. Yeah. Um, says it seems like a no-brainer that opening an umbrella inside brings bad luck since it presents a risk of breaking valuable items True. and poking someone in the eye. <laughs> but, one common, <laughs> but one common superstition holds that because umbrellas shade us from the sun, they're somehow magical. When the umbrella is opened inside, out of the way of sun rays, it offends the sun god. 
It may even signify an impending death or ill fortune for both the person who opened it and the people who live within the home. Wow. So interesting. Yet when you have that umbrella upside down and you make it into your fairy garden into the in the summertime. Okay, so that's bringing the fairy real the rays coming down from the skies onto it because it's actually growing something, right? Yeah. So yeah, I guess it. Um, yeah, I, I think it's I think it's individuals, right? And so, absolutely. You know. But I mean, I know I don't like them when you're walking with somebody in the rain or something, and their umbrella keeps poking you in the eye or something. Yeah, that's a terrible. Thing. <laughs> and I, I guess I can see how it originated if that's if that's the thing yeah. behind it, right? Oh, sorry, I turned your paper over. That's okay. <laughs> okay, uh, crossing your fingers uh, for good luck. <laughs> okay well okay. i think we've all we've done, all done that. that oh please bring the luck to me yeah i think we have all definitely uh done that i i well still probably do sometimes and i probably when you're, when, when you're going into something yes, please, yes right? that's true that's true so okay. yeah that one okay well so yeah i guess we can't put that down as something we don't do because we do so yeah so superstitious we must be a little bit about that i guess yeah okay uh, breaking a mirror gives you seven years bad luck. I hate breaking a mirror. I hate breaking a mirror also. I don't know if it's necessary because I think it's going to give me bad luck. Um, I just hate the mess it gives you to the shatter of picking it up. Um, sometimes I think mirrors need to be broken um, depending on what's inside that mirror. But then again, I don't know if that goes with superstition or if it goes with what I believe in spiritually about something being locked in a mirror. Cause I believe that Todd, there could be things bad entities trapped in a, in a, a mirror. mirror. That's yeah, right. For sure. Which needs to be broken. This says many superstitious people say breaking a mirror sets you up for seven years of bad luck. That may be because seven years is the time it takes to replace all the cells in your physical body in a more superstitious time. Mirrors were thought to be reflections of the soul so breaking a mirror was believed to be harmful to the soul. Hmm. To the end of the chain of bad luck, take the broken mirror outside and bury it in the moonlight. So like you said, you know, sort of that goes hand in hand, right? Like the trapped soul. And then, so if you do have to break it, I guess, for whatever reason, if you feel like it's a evil mirror, then maybe the answer is to, you know, bury it in the moonlight and, replace it back into the earth right which is what they say for a lot of things is is replacing it back into totally. the earth with smudge it with all kinds of things right mm -hmm. to to put that back to get the good energies of earth and the moon and i mean this is something we can get really like into deep too because we don't know if you've ever looked in the mirror at your eye and and seeing the shadows of the eye and what it gives you that's just a whole another discussion yeah um but yeah and which is sort of the mirror of the soul, right? Yeah. And this one says, um, in ancient cultures, consulting a mirror was a way to consult the future. Looking into a broken mirror would result in a distorted reflection, which would indicate tragedy or bad luck ahead. So scrying. Which is almost like a scrying, yeah, of sorts, right? So interesting. Mm -hmm. So it does fix it into each other and fixates it, right? So then it's just funny because now you can sort of see where some of these come up with because, like, sometimes you're like, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Right? Right. Some some make sense, like the latter for me makes but sense. But if you were because... doing Wiccan and stuff like that, it makes total sense. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. and some of the other different things that you can practice spirituality, Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. So it does just come out there. 
So it's really interesting. Yep, not in. Just thought, watch us go. Look at us go. Okay, and the other one is uh, finding a penny is good luck. Well, I believe that with dimes for sure. Pennies, well, they're not as abundant as they used to be. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, I, I don't know that you find too many pennies nowadays. I have nothing on that one. Nothing on a penny. I know one time, yeah, finding a penny was good luck. I know now finding a dime means somebody from the other side is trying to reach me. And um, or they're giving me an okay or whatever for that day. So I do believe in that. Yeah. So and that, I, since and, that's a superstition or whatever, I, yeah. Yeah. And I always remember saying as a kid, find a penny, pick it up all the day. You'll have good luck. Find a penny, let it day, lay. Bad luck will come to you all day. That's right. And then I always believed if you found a penny on the ground that you should pick it up and then give it away to somebody. Yes. That's what I always thought too. I still like to do that sometimes and, with my dime. Yeah. So I don't know if that's just uh that just what we were talking about is I have this, but I'm going to give it away because I want to give away that good luck energy to somebody else. Yeah. So. And yet I've heard that pennies, some people have a gift where they have, they'll pick up a penny and if you have warts, they can rub it on your warts and the penny and the warts will go away. Yeah. So is that superstition or is that just horseshit luck or is it, do they really make that work? Like I, I'm into almost anything as possible. Absolutely. So, I mean, but it's an interesting theory because I've heard of people say, yeah, like I never but took my wart right away. And it's like, really? Maybe, maybe the copper in it or something, right? Something. Who, Who knows? knows? <laughs> you know, or wishful thinking. Yeah. You know, mind over matter. Um, is that where it went to? Like, is that all about it? I don't know. Well, maybe because you look at, and maybe it's the energy of protection too, because a lot of times like in feng shui and then like yeah copper is big and wicken a little bit it's like put four copper posts or put four copper posts one in each corner of your property and that protects your property and i really so, believe in that so yeah who I've knows that, right actually. but i mean like like you said pennies at least in canada are little they're yeah. non-existent now. It's interesting. Unless you have something <laughs> somewhere. And then driving the property in Tokyo is all four corners done. Yep. Interesting. Okay. Uh, saying bless you when somebody sneezes. Okay. So <laughs> I did have some things on both of the ones. And I will put the links to these. Um, saying God bless you after a person sneezes started before people understood how diseases were transmitted. Since many people in the Middle Ages were killed by plague, the practice of saying God bless you was meant to protect a person who was showing symptoms like coughing and sneezing. The blessing may have also been an attempt to keep evil spirits from entering the body after a sneeze, which simply contained a person's essence trying to escape, which I have heard that. Isn't that interesting? Yes, I have heard that, that a lot of times they say God bless you because it is like part of you is, is leaving. This says... Uh, for some, it's good manners. Um, I believe that. In 6th century Europe, people congratulated anyone who sneezed. They believed the person was expelling evil spirits. Early Romans believed that a strong sneeze could release your soul into the world and it bless you would keep it safely at home. Uh, when the Black Plague hit, Plague hit Europe in 1665, the Pope required everyone to be blessed when they sneezed. He believed that a sneeze was a sign a person would likely die soon. Well, so that's interesting. No, that's not just superstition. That was actual fact. Wasn't that it? was what actually was going on at the time. Yeah. yeah. That's really so, interesting. Yeah. So it's interesting. And I have heard that um, when you sneeze, that 
part of your soul escapes your body and that's why people say god bless you so mm -hmm. isn't that soul something else yeah and it's also polite i feel <laughs> <laughs> and nowadays well, people so. don't a lot of people don't say god bless you they'll just say bless you but same yes. same thing right yeah it's, it is the same thing okay this one i've done knocking a wood to reverse bad luck I can't say I've ever done that. Have you not? No, I don't think so. Okay, I'm not going to say this. I'm going to knock on wood. Oh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I have done that. I just had envisioned like a piece of like lumber and you're knocking on it. I'm like, seems weird to me, but okay. But yeah, I guess so. <laughs> oh, I thought I'd done Okay, yeah, boys. Says, making a statement like this will be a good year was seen to be arrogant and an invitation to meddlesome spirits intent on disrupting your plans. After making a statement to indicate that you predict good things ahead, it become customary to knock on woods or of walls or furniture around you as a way to drive off the evil spirits. <laughs> I think I've knocked on everything in this world. Or yeah, just no, about now that you say not that. necessarily wood. <laughs> yeah. Pretending it was wood. Yeah. Uh, now that you say that, that's not, <laughs> not, that's not your thing. Um, and this says the origin of the well-known superstition of knocking on wood dates back to a time when some cultures believed that gods lived in trees. To ask gods for a favor, people would lightly tap the bark of the tree. Then to say thank you when the favor was granted, a person would knock lightly again on the same tree. This custom may have also originated with Christians offering thanks for good fortune with the gesture to Jesus Christ who died on the cross made from wood. Well, that's interesting. That is interesting. I don't know that way. But yes, I, I, I just, for whatever reason, when you said it, I just had this big piece of lumber and I was like, why would you knock on lumber? That's the weirdest thing I've ever heard. But, it was fun. Yeah, but it's true. Okay, Friday the 13th is an unlucky day. It's interesting because even elevators don't have a 13 on them. And um, because of the, the read of what goes behind the number 13. Yep, my son was born on a Friday the 13th. So I always took it as the 13th as being a lucky day for me. Yeah. Um, because his birth, because he's in this world with me, with us. So uh, that was never really a thing for me, but for lots of people. 13th floor, like of an apartment, uh, apartment building, it doesn't exist. Just the number 13 in general. Yeah. yeah. And they know, and lots of people like have a real thing with 13. Yeah. And I, d I don't necessarily, although in my experience working with the public on the third, Friday the 13th, people do, and I don't know if it's just because it is, but it does seem like people get a little more wackadoodle. <laughs> It's so, like the full moon. I guess. But right? I'm, cer I'm certain. But I'm I think certain. maybe it's just the energy behind it, not necessarily the date, because people can be wackadoodle any day. <laughs> but this says that many of us can't help feeling a bit of trepidation when we realize another Friday the 13th is coming up. A fear of the number 13 is one of the most common superstitions around. It's so widespread that many tall apartment buildings and hotels simply emit labeling their 13th floor, like you just said. Yeah. And have you noticed that some airlines don't have a 13th row? That's right. One version of the origin of the superstition is that Judas Issachar was the 13th guest at the Last Supper and Jesus was crucified on a Friday. 
put that together and you have one unlucky day of the year. So that's an interesting, <laughs> I had no idea. I didn't know that. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it, it is because some people really, really don't like Friday the 13th. Yeah. Cause I was, you know, like I was sort of thinking to myself, I'm not that superstitious, but now that we're reading through it, I'm like, maybe I'm a little more superstitious. Than I like. <laughs> okay. This one here is good. Throwing uh spilled salt over your shoulder to avoid bad luck. I have done that. I have done that also. I have done that. I don't know if I necessarily, necessarily fully 100% believe in it, but it was sort of like one of those things that was like, if I threw this salt over my shoulder, what the hell can't hurt to have an extra bit of luck by my side. So yes, I guess that was a falling into the superstition yeah. as well. So there was two on this one. So the one was the more practical side of it. Practical side of it. <laughs> Uh, for most of human history, salt has been very valuable. So in some places and times, it was worth its weight in gold. One common superstition held that it could purify the soul and ward off evil spirits. I believe that. So when you spill any amount of salt, you ought to take a pinch and toss it over your left shoulder. By doing this, the superstition says you drive away any evil spirits attracted to the spill who may want to cause misfortune for an unlucky spiller. I also read somewhere when I was looking and I, I didn't get that one, but it basically said that back in the old times, salt was used almost as a form of monetary. So spilling salt was like you were throwing away your money. So you'd want to throw a little bit over your shoulder, just people. a pinch so that you were reversing that, oh, okay. losing your fortune. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Yet we're so... With their spirituality, like we salt our doors, we do things like yeah. that. Um, another topic, probably another time, but it is something we do. And when I do my full moon services, I like to salt too around the areas. So um, your circle, just, yeah. yeah, my circle just to keep in good spirits, take any negative away. So salt has been around for a long, long yeah. time for stuff. And I, and I imagine I hear even back in the times of disease and stuff like that way back when. Salt was very critical. Yeah. And, gave people and, to her healing. and I, I'm with you. And I mean, I, I do it across my doors like you do and in circles and things like that. When I'm doing some of my practices, yeah. then I use a salt in my circle because it kind of wards off the bad spirits from entering into your home or your, your right. practice place or whatever. So yeah, I can totally see why you would throw a bit over your shoulder to what the hell eh? keeps them I remember that away. a lot when I was younger people throwing soul over their shoulders yeah. okay the next one is uh not putting new shoes on the table now you know I don't know about new shoes but I have soul into this one because anytime that anybody put shoes on the table the police came to the door and or something bad came with the omen of the shoe so I really have a thing with if I don't care if it's two shoes or one shoe. If it goes on my table, boy, it's off my table, right to sweat or counter. Yeah. Well, and I grew up with that one. I don't know because <laughs> I probably didn't, got it from me. Yeah. I probably believe it just because you told it to me. <laughs> but I mean, just for me, in some way, it's unsanitary. So why would you want your, why? Like, new, I get new shoes maybe in a box or something, but. Maybe in a box I might be okay with, but the actual shoes on the table themselves, not a fan. Yeah. yeah. This is one. There's a whole bunch of them here. We're running. We don't want to go on forever. Saluting when you see a magpie. Hmm. What the heck is that about? I have don't you ever know. seen that? No, and I have nothing on that one. 
So yeah, that might be something we might have to look we'll at because I mean, make ties are so loud. <laughs> um, okay, so another one is I'm making a wish and a wishbone that I've done. Yep. Uh, not telling someone your birthday wish or it won't come true. Okay, that's yeah, the candle thing, right? Yeah, <laughs> we've light. all done that. But that's kind of like the magic too, right? Like, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. yeah. Itchy palms, meaning fortune is on the horizon, right and left, right? Yeah, and I have one on that. Okay, let's go uh, for it. As soon as I find it, uh, itchy hands. Yeah, I just saw that on there. Yeah, but there was one on here, and this one seems to be. Uh, there's many variations, but the idea of having an itchy palm generally refers to someone who is greedy or is an insatiable desire for many. In Shakespeare's Julius Seegers, Brutus said, let me tell you, Cassius, you yourself are much condemned to have itching palm. Some believe that if the right palm itches, you will meet someone new. Well, an itchy left palm means that money is coming. Others say that an itchy right palm means money coming in and the left-handed tells it going out. It warns you not to scratch your palm unless you want to counteract the effect. Oh, that's sucky. <laughs> the only way to scratch it without stopping the effect is to use lucky wood or brass. Oh, there's the wood again. There's the wood again. Okay. Um, okay. A bird pooing on your head is good luck. I've had that happen. Yeah, I've heard that, but I don't feel like that is good luck. No, I don't feel like it's just yucky dirty. I find it's disgusting. Yes. Eating cheese before uh, bed gives you bad dreams. You told us that as kids. <laughs> I can <laughs> tell you that's not true because I've had cheese before bed. <laughs> no, I don't believe it either. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Maybe it's just because you didn't want to stop cheese come back before kick bed. In the ass you told your kids. <laughs> okay, crossing the path of a black cat is a bad omen. You know what? Sometimes... That's true. That's true. And I have had a black cat sometimes across me and go, okay, well, I'm going to go around that. Yeah. So I do a little bit of thing with that. This says that it, black cats became associated with evil forces and shape-shifting witches. In German tradition, it's believed that a black cat crossing your path from left to right is a sign of bad news or death in the future. Interestingly, some cultures believe that black cats are a sign of good luck. Yes. And that's true. That's true. So interesting. Uh, walking over three drains. I don't know what that's about. Yeah, but. I'm not sure about that one. Uh, owning a lucky rabbit's foot. Oh, my God. I remember back in the day, everybody had a rabbit's foot. That's true. Nowadays, it's not so true. No. But back in the day, like, everybody had a rabbit's foot. Yeah. Um, stepping on cracks will break your mother's back. Oh, I remember that was a game. <laughs> it was. And I actually saw, was it in this one that I saw it? I read something about that and it had something, I didn't read the whole thing, unfortunately, but it was something to do with some kind of African, um, American thing, like Africa. Okay. Like something to do with that. And then there was some kind of thing and that's how that superstition, but I didn't actually read it. I kind of just glanced quick no, and then okay. I was just trying to pick But up. that's interesting because, um, who would know? I mean, yeah. but it's really interesting because these are all things that I'm certain. I don't know about today's kids in that so much. I mean, yeah, some of us adults, maybe we've pushed it down to some of, as Kim said, I remember hearing that um, when she was growing up. Yeah, but there's more. So I, I will po post the uh, link to these 
things that I put it off. And when you Google it, there is lots of superstition stuff. And yeah. I think we've only vaguely hit the there was mark though. on it, but it was a lot of fun. <laughs> and uh, clearly I'm way more superstitious than I thought. Yeah, me I too, just... actually, when you think about it, I know that we do these different things and don't think about it. It's just secondhand. Well, it and... is. And, you know, some things you kind of grow out of and some things you kind of know are superstitious, but you do them anyways because it. I don't know, makes you feel better, I guess. <laughs> or <laughs> something. Oh, this was fun. Yeah, Thanks that, very much, you guys. Yeah, fun. <laughs> this was a good one. We appreciate you listening to us and keep on listening and sharing. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram. Anywhere you want. We're there for you. Yeah. And we do want you coming back and talking to us. Please, please, please. We really like to have some information yeah. that we can sort of uh, spread our wings as well and you can spread yours. So yeah. please so do that. Drop us an email, Facebook, Instagram, or email address. Um, check out our website yep. and we will see you next week. So you bet we will. Have a magical week. Thank you.